0: This is Chapter Three, Part Two, being read to you by Len Bertine. If you recall from the last chapter, last part, Dr. Lb is arguing with Mr. Grimes, the owner of the business Quality Pumps, about when they're going to start the training and who's going to do the training and whatnot. And Dr. Lb is getting angry. John's get, Mr. Grimes is getting angry. And here we are. We're ready to begin part two. Dr. Elby went on, So what the classes do is get everyone involved on the same page and step by step go after problems, John. When you call my references, what did they say? Mr. Grimes responded, You gave me 20 references and my secretary called them all and surprisingly they were all good. Dr. Elby smiled and asked, You say surprisingly as if you didn't believe you'd get that response. Did you do the same for the big consulting firms that you were talking to? Mr. Grimes answered, yes, we did, and the results were not as good. In fact, they were terrible. Most of the people said they came in and told them all the things they could do, and they didn't talk with anyone on the shop floor or anyone other than the front office. After watching you work, of course, I was a bit surprised. I guess I was really surprised by the black belt Six Sigma programs and the negativity that I heard from three of their references. From what I gather they started those big projects and they're still going on but they don't have the degree of engagement of all employees that I heard from their clients. Why is that? Dr. Elby stepped in. John I'm not trying to trash the other companies I'm just trying to make a point. They don't engage the people on the floor quite like we do. We get everyone involved and listen to their ideas. I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again to you, John, to quote from the Chinese proverb, If you give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. But if you teach him to fish, he will eat for a lifetime. And that is what I'm trying to do in the training. Treat your employees with respect and guide them in the learning process and help them succeed in their efforts. You and the cost accountants have said that you can't afford to spend any time on training. You currently spend about 35% of your shop time in setups. I'm telling you that you can't afford not to bring that number under control. In order to make your whole shop more efficient and profitable, we need to look at the rate at which you convert raw materials to cash. If you do, then you'll have a real formula for the success of this company. You can't look at profits alone. You need to look at all the items that contribute to improve profitability, which includes the rate at which you convert ideas and raw materials to cash and the elimination of waste in your operations. That will be an integral part of the training program to teach those principles to your employees. Dr. Elby stopped for a second and waited for Mr. Grimes to respond, but he didn't. He just stood there. Finally, Mr. Grimes said, From what you just showed me from from our last quarter's figures, I can really see that I have no choice. I'm still the major stockholder, and I want to reclaim those profits that you've talked about, so let's get started. Dr. LV responded, great. I'll be here Monday morning, bright and early, to start the training. There will be six classes of 20 people per class. The first class will start at 7 o'clock and go for an hour, and these will be a half-hour break between each class. The schedule will look like this, and it showed a class schedule first through six class, 7 to 8, 8.30 to 9.30, 10 to 11, 1 to 2, 2 to 3.30, and 4 to 5. That will get all 120 employees into the training. We'll have a meeting at your managers and supervisors tomorrow to go over the agenda. Everyone will be attending these sessions, right? Well, not really. Mr. Grimes responded, Roland Diamond and the head of sales doesn't think the salespeople have time to attend because they'll be out selling. Our sales have been down, and we need to be out in the field making sales. As you said earlier, we have to increase profitability, and one way to do that is increase top line, right? Top line equals revenues, right? Dr. Elby shot back. You haven't been listening to anything I've been telling you, have you, John? You're trying to... We're trying to create a team in your company. Everyone's on the team, not just factory people or finance people. Even salespeople are part of the team. There are no excuses. Have them attend the first session in the morning or the last one in the evening. They absolutely have to be there. Then he said, by the way, you're right. You don't need to increase sales. After one week in these classes, your salespeople will be so excited about the impending improvement possibilities that they'll have all the information motivation in the world. And by the way, you have to be there too. If you don't show up, everyone will get the wrong idea that this is a neat little exercise and Mr. Grimes doesn't care. If you don't attend, the sessions will become meaningless. You can come and go, listen to a little bit and then leave, but I expect you to be there for every single class. Mr. Diamond will be just as excited as you, trust me. What do you think his sales would be if you reduced your lead time from 12 weeks to one week? When he sees that possibility, he'll get so on board, you won't believe how excited he will be. Just be there for the first day's classes to show your interest. Dr. Elby then turned to Jim. That was the reason the process was slow over at Prescott's. Jack Prescott didn't attend the early sessions. As soon as he has started attending the sessions, the program kicked into high gear. You know Prescott's, don't you, Mr. Grimes? I did this training over there with several of my associates. In the first four weeks, as people came up with all kinds of good ideas, we spent the first few weeks identifying specific forms of waste in the business. And as I recall, during the first four days, each of the six classes identified at least 60 major wastes in the company, and one class alone had 95 wastes. When all the waste were separated and sized, the total waste, value of the waste in the business was over $6 million. That isn't a poor reflection of Prescott's. It's actually very typical of what we find in most companies. If there are two classes or ten classes, you always identify an average of $1 million of waste per class of 20 to 25 people. Mr. Grimes, remember what I told you the other day. We use $25 per hour to size the time component of waste, 25 dollars per hour is supposed to reflect the cost of keeping an employee paid and covering the overhead. You'll agree that number is low, but when all the wastes are calculated, even at $25 an hour, the amount of waste is still significant. Do you agree the number is low? John Grimes looked at Dr. Elby for a little while and then stared off at space a few seconds. You know what my number really is? I think it's over $62 an hour. If I understand you right, you are interested in the total cost to break even, say, in a month to two-month basis, divided by the total number of hours worked by everyone that month. You know, you know, Elby. Twenty-five dollars is really on the low side. You've got it, John. Doctor Elby said, You "Use twenty-five dollars per hour to simplify the calculation. If I use the real numbers, no one will believe them anyway. Even at twenty-five dollars an hour, all waste can be readily compared and prioritized. Can be estab- priorities can be established." We normally go about sizing the wastes in the second week of the class and try to figure out how many hours per day or week are attributed to each particular waste. Then we figure, then we quantify the waste on a yearly basis and rank how difficult it is to fix the particular waste. We calculate waste as a yearly number because we want to compare it to profit, which is calculated on a yearly basis. If you disagree with the size of a particular waste, you'll tell me that the hours of waste identified are too high by 50%. I would then double the hourly cost to get closer to the real number, and the size of the waste remains the same. Even $50 an hour is on the low side for most companies. As you pointed out a few minutes ago, it's even low for your company. I defend the class numbers because we size the waste by class consensus. And the employees have a pretty good feel for the size of the problem. We'll get into this during the first week, and you'll be surprised at some of the issues that get raised in the discussion. One of the more interesting issues that I want you to watch is your net productivity. We will begin tra- training and take your people off production lines for five hours per week. During that time, you'll have about 12.5% fewer hours of production. But you won't lose that much production. In fact, you'll probably only lose about 3 or 4% of the current production capacity. Several things struck me as Dr. Elby was talking. First, Mr. Grimes was really paying attention. I heard from several of the guys that usually Mr. Grimes was standoffish. He never normally listened to anyone. I wondered how Dr. Elby could stay up front. I wondered how Dr. Elby could say up front that there would be $1 million of waste found by each class. That was really a big number. Could the company be really that bad? He was also saying that it could find that much waste in any company. I wondered if all American companies were in that much trouble. The third thing that hit home was that Dr. Elby said we'll be losing over 12% of our production time, and he doesn't believe there will be any significant loss in production. How could he say that? Dr. Elby continued, and furthermore, Mr. Grimes, do you know why you won't lose the production? Mr. Grimes didn't seem ignorant, but at the same time, you could tell that he didn't have a clue. Jim was standing in the back with his arm folded and a little smile on his face. He obviously knew something Grimes didn't, or else he was enjoying watching Mr. Grimes squirm a little. There was a long pause in the conversation while Dr. Elby waited for a response. When it was clear that none would be forthcoming, Doctor went on. Dr. Elby went on. Do you ever recall reading about the Hawthorne effect? Mr. Grimes was, uh, again had no response, and so Elby continued. A test was run back in the early 30s to see the effect of lighting intensity on worker productivity. In a particular plant, the lighting level was set to a very low intensity. Productivity was measured. As the lighting level increased, so did productivity. The productivity continued until the lights were at the brightest intensity. Productivity went up with light intensity. Then a curious thing happened. As they dropped the lighting intensity, the productivity continued to rise. As it turned out, the productivity increased every time there was a noticeable change in lighting intensity, whether it went up or down. They discovered that there was absolutely no relationship between productivity and any optimum lighting level. What really mattered was that the workers felt that management was paying attention to them. Their adjustments to the lighting motivated the workers to do more. The same is true when training employees. I'm not talking about manipulating the people by training them, I'm talking about paying attention to them. In this program, the workers get really enthusiastic about the opportunities to help. They really do care about their work. If the company cares about them enough to take them off the lines to train them, then they'll get their work out. I thought about that for a minute, I work as hard as I can, and I made out my eight-hour shift, and I can't get any. Dr. Elby told me that if I work smarter, then maybe I could get more work done. As he was talking, and began thinking about different wastes in the company. I wasn't sure what he meant by waste. I thought that setup time was a waste. He did, too. If 30% of my time is spent on setup, and if Dr. Elby showed me that he could reduce my time by almost half, then on that basis alone, I could get 17.5% more productive work done. And the key to this whole process, Dr. Elby concluded, is to get more profitable work done, start again. And the key to this whole process, Dr. Elby concluded, is to get more profitable work done. I guess he answered my question. Stay tuned as we work through the process and start the first day of class. Look forward to seeing you in part three. Thank you very much.